0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 399. Today we are continuing our vacation review of the early days of Star Wars 7x7 and our original podcast on Attack of the Clones. Punch it, Chewy. Feel a disturbance in the force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily 7-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is kind of a funny thing for me to have come across, because we are talking about Attack of the Clones today, and a couple of months ago on the podcast I had said something about considering the possibility of watching Attack of the Clones on mute, and wondering if it would be any better of a movie. (laughs) Just because, you know, the story itself is... It's not a bad story, it's just it's the execution that I personally just don't enjoy, and I think a lot of people agree with me on that. Uh, of course, a lot of people don't agree with me, there are a lot of people who say Attack of the Cones is just great, but for those of us who are not necessarily fans of the execution of it... I thought maybe watching it on mute would be a better way of doing it. And it turns out someone has already done this and blogged about it. I'm, it would be Emily Asher Perrin on Tor.com, dot com, and we will link to this article at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Did an experiment for the whole prequel trilogy. She said she um, set out to watch the prequels on mute as an experiment after she had read an article in the Chronicle Review by Camille Paglia who had said that uh, she believed that George Lucas might be the greatest artist of our time, which that in itself is quite an article and uh, may give you another perspective on the prequels themselves. But, you know, (laughs) I'm all for uh, listening to other people's opinions and seeing if mine get changed based on the uh, uh, whatever particular argument they have for it so um, keep an open mind you know you might end up liking the prequels better than you think you do but uh, she ends up uh, Emily that is who uh, wrote the article gaining a greater appreciation for the prequels based on her viewing of them on mute but um, she did actually have uh, the soundtrack playing so John Williams of course you know what are you (laughs) going to do you can't do it without John Williams I think just in general anyway but in particular, it turns out the love scenes, which are probably the ones that give everybody the most trouble, are actually a lot better on mute, according to Emily. And I gotta say, I, I have that sensation that it might be the case as well. But try it out for yourself. Check out the article. And in the meantime, have a listen to what we had to say about Attack of the Clones back in July of 2014. Of the prequel haters I've come across, this is the one that seems to draw the most intense emotion. Now... As we said in the last episode, remember, Lucas has a job to do with all of these prequel movies. Rise of the Empire, Follow of the Jedi, Anakin's conversion to Darth Vader, and hit story points like the Clone Wars. The fact is, Lucas found a fine way into the story. Late teenage Anakin living a completely ascetic life, thrown back into contact with a hot older woman that he's been fantasizing about for years. It's a perfect setup, and I'm not going to lie, I can kind of relate. The emotional execution, though, is horrendous. I'm sorry, there's no two ways about it. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock in Speed was more believable. I've seen entire seasons of The Golden Girls that were more believable. And Lucas should have known better. Where was Larry Kasdan when you needed him, George? You could have talked him into putting off Mumford and Dreamcatcher, couldn't you? Instead, we get Jonathan Hales as a co-writer. Why? Not because everyone was saying what an awful writer Lucas was, I don't think. He stopped caring about what you or I think a long time ago. In fact, I think he purposely gave Jar Jar the job of voting Palpatine emergency powers as a big and pointed <laughs> to all the critics. So why Hales? His only significant credits to that point were on the Young Indiana Jones TV series. The diehard fans said Hales was just there to be a yes man, and it's hard to disagree because the dialogue and character development didn't get better with him by Lucas's side. It got worse. So much worse. But... Like I've said before, since Star Wars belongs to you and me, let's focus on the positive, shall we? First off, Christopher Lee. Just wow he makes for a compelling villain. Between this and the Lord of the Rings movies, he's going to be indelibly stamped in the minds of movie watchers for generations to come. So effortless, so confident, he just owns it. Second, Obi-Wan vs. Jango Fett. Come on, that was a blast, right? Great fight on Kamino, fun asteroid field chase... And how many years have we been hearing about how loaded Slave 1 is with concealed weapons? Well, that didn't disappoint in the slightest, except for not giving us more of it. Third, okay, somehow both a clone army and a whole array of military weapons were created with anyone without anyone knowing about it. But when they showed up, man, that was fun. I've always loved the spaceships and vehicles in Star Wars, and for me, this was outright awesome. Come on, you know you love yourself some Star Wars battle scenes, right? Yoda, though... I wanted to love it. I wanted to love his lightsaber battle with Dooku so badly. And I watched it with a Hollywood audience that wanted to love it, too. From the moment he walked in the room, I was like, oh, heck yeah, here we go. And then the lightsaber came out, and you could feel the whole theater waiting for Yoda to throw down. And then he started spinning and bouncing all over the place, and I was going, what... I really needed the movie to have done something in advance to suggest that this was possible from a guy who was more than 800 years old and been walking slowly around with a cane for the past two movies. Still as unbelievable as it was, I still kind of love it. You know how you have one movie that you like that no one else around you likes, but you love it anyway? Attack of the Clones is like that for me. This episode is sponsored by 1&1. They've been our web host since 2006. (laughs) Uh, Well, not the podcast, of course. Podcast hasn't been around that long. But for our various other ventures, and you can get a 99-cent hosting package with a free domain included right now if you go to sw7x7.com slash 1&1. That's the number one, A-N-D. Then the number one, again, sw7x7.com slash 1&1. Shh. All right, that's going to about wrap it up, and I just want to give a quick thanks to Ruben H. on iTunes who said that this is a great few minutes for Star Wars fans in his review of the podcast, five-star review no less, and said he found the podcast interesting and enjoyable and asked us to keep it up, and that we certainly have done and will continue to do long past episode 400, which is coming tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you test out your new robot hand, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the Rebel Fleet. It's Destiny Unleashed.